when the cortege my mom's at her funeral when they drove down her street I mean there were people holding children in their arms there were people holding seniors up my mother's immediate neighbor is quite a senior lady and I ran out of the car to her I said her name and she said mine and there was nothing else that we could do we couldn't hug we couldn't anything just looking at each other and acknowledging what had happened I've shed tears outside your window and longed for our embrace while song played in the background and the joy of it on your face. And now I sit beside you. It's silent, your face without its smile. I hold your hand and whisper words of love together one last short while. For I'll hear your voice in that cold air. I'll see you stand by that empty chair. In that cold but always bright old hall. Members of Dunshockland Choral Society are reflecting on their experiences of grief during the COVID-19 pandemic. They've been working on the writing, arranging and rehearsal of an original song called Absent Voices, made possible through a seed grant from the Irish Hospice Foundation in partnership with Creative Ireland. The song came at a challenging time for the choir. One of our members had actually just passed away, lovely Joe from the bases. People were really struggling because they weren't able to say goodbye and they weren't able to do what we normally do. Roisin Freeney believed that writing a song together could help her and her fellow choir members to express their grief. She feels strongly that singing is an important part of grieving loved ones. I know when my dad passed, he was a big Chris Christopherson fan and my cousin took out the guitar and started playing. You know, we were all with our dad there again for that night when we waked him. And it's a lovely way of saying goodbye. It's a lovely way of having them with you and reflecting on them, celebrating their lives and then letting them go. And we're not allowed to do that right now. And I think the absence of music, the absence of communal singing is very hard for people right now. So attempting to bridge that gap, Roisin sent out an email to the Choral Society members. She was looking for creative responses, poems, prose, thoughts, words that might contribute to the creation of a collaborative song based on the themes of dying, death and bereavement during the COVID-19 pandemic. It was Saturday afternoon, uh, the middle of February, just watching football, minding my own business in the kitchen. The email came through and I just kind of clicked onto it and I was reading it and it kind of caught my attention fairly quickly. That's bass singer Tony Lawler. It takes a lot to distract me from football, so, you know, words were just floating around. My head was restless and it was spinning a bit and I says, ah, I says, right, I'm going out for a walk. friend from the choral, Joe, had, had just passed away a couple of weeks beforehand and like he just came into my mind straight away. We never got to say goodbye, but I won't wipe the tear from my eye, for I'll hear your voice in that cold air. I'll see you stand by that empty chair. In that cold but always bright old hall, being there, done it, had a ball. We'd belt out the notes, some wrong, some right. What a glorious way to spend the night. For my friend Michael Gannon, I just said, Michael, not seeing you in over a year, we couldn't share your struggle and your pain. You've passed, we can't say goodbye. We can't hug your wife or friends and talk about all the wonderful times we've had. You're such a talented... Alto Patricia O'Loughlin wrote a tribute to her late friend, Michael. He had a birthday party January of last year and uh, that was the last a lot of us saw of him. So, you know, it was full year of not seeing him, so... You know, that's one of the very tough parts about COVID. Not being able to see somebody you knew 
was in the latter stages of their life. It was nice to be able to kind of get it down on paper and get your feelings out. It was good. When you played. And thank you for being so generous. Always ready to sing and back any of us who asked you. Goodbye, Michael. Say hello in there to John Prine. He was one of our, our songs. So that's what that's what I had put down. Words, verses and thoughts flowed in email after email. It was Roisin Freeney who had the challenging task now of selecting lyrics for the song from these contributions from her fellow choir members. She called on her friend Suzanne Keegan to help. But first, Suzanne had to get her own thoughts in order. Um, I have a few pieces of paper of doodles that I was going over at the time. They were all my um, thoughts. My own father died two years ago and I'm still at a different stage of grief. So mine came across quite sharp, quite a little bit angry. So I just wrote the word grief and I said, I realise I was almost smoke as my parents were immortal, not like everybody else's. My safety net was secure. I felt young and only had my happiness, my kids, my future in mind. It was very much me. The crash into reality was almost unbearable. He was mortal. It tumbled out, it tumbled out and spewed out. I wrote it and I thought, oh, that's a bit of relief. And I got a bit sad. I mean, I'm even sad reading it now. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't change grief. I can't make myself feel any better. Sometimes it's just nice to have a little cry and to remember him. I think you can just carry on and then something triggers it. An anniversary, a smell. My mum gave me a recipe book that had been in the attic. I took it out. I thought, that's great. Need that. Midweek suppers. You know, nothing special. I opened up the book and what came out except this woof. I used to drive me mad, the smell of cigars. I used to really hate it. But oh my God, did that take me back. It was, it shook me from head to toe. So grief is changing and just when I've got it, it changes and catches me again. It's just so bloody hard. It's very powerful writing down words, making yourself just spend a few moments just to sit down with a pen and paper and see what comes out. Because you think it's fine just to think about it and that you've given them thought and move on. But it's different when you write it. It's totally different. Writing the song has been a bonding experience for the choir. The only thing we had in common, we thought, up until this point, was that we all wanted to be there on a Monday night singing. Sometimes I mightn't talk to Trish or whoever from the other side of the group from one end of the week to the next. All of a sudden, here we are, communally sharing our thoughts. Meeting only online through Zoom, the choir have managed to arrange, rehearse and record the final song, the piece you are listening to in the background. I suppose it'll be like our anthem and it'll be the song we'll always sing, whatever event we're singing at, and it'll probably be the finale or the encore if we're ever that lucky. Yeah, we'll always have this song now and for me it'll be Joe and Michael's song when I sing it. And for everybody else it's going to be about somebody else, you know, so that's what's so lovely about it. But I think healing was the over, for me, was the overriding theme. I don't know about you, Suze. Yeah, 
it was that kind of feeling that song was going to heal us and evoke things and we'd remember people through it and yeah so it was healing and it was healing through acknowledging that they're gone physically but their memories are still with us <laughs> 